You're listening to Rock Your Kindness, a new podcast presented by Love What Matters and dedicated to highlighting incredible stories surrounded by kindness. I'm your host, Tracy Farron, author, speaker, cancer thriver, and online creator. But what I really love to do is inspire others to be kinder to themselves and those they encounter, because you never know how your kindness can change the trajectory of not just your life, but the life of another. Dear Beth at Trader Joe's, I am writing you this letter to say thank you for the 89th time. I know I repeatedly apologized and thanked you today when the groceries you were helping me load into my van spilled out into the parking lot. I just wanted to be sure you really understood just how thankful I am. What you saw were containers of produce scattered on the pavement, but what wasn't as visible were the messy emotions and stories I was carrying along with my groceries. In the very beginning of your letter, you said what you saw were containers of produce scattered on the pavement, but what wasn't as visible were the messy emotions and stories I was carrying along with my groceries. Mm -hmm. I just want to mm-hmm. dive into that. What are we talking about here? What was going on? What mm. was it that you knew that she right. didn't? Oh, I mean, to be honest, at that stage, one month post giving birth with a three and a half year old in August, I'm a redhead, so a sweat. <laughs> it just is a lot. I always tell new moms and it was information that was handed down to me. And it always feels so daunting when I say it out loud, but I'm like the first like 16 weeks are pretty brutal. They're like 16. What do you mean 16? I'm like, well, there's, that's just the number that kind of seems to track like It feels like a lot when you're in the first four, but all of a sudden you're going to be at week 20 and you're going to be, okay, like I get it now. That first month of going from zone defense to man to man is, it's pretty intense and the hormones were raging, the mom guilt, just the unnecessary pressure that I was putting on myself to have it all together before I even knew what together was. What you didn't know about my morning was I ran face first into a wall of exhaustion after getting up with my newborn. I had to hand my toddler a bowl of snacks, put on a movie and ask her to just stay on the couch with me so I could close my eyes for a minute and attempt to feel like a human. You had no clue I woke up to her big blue eyes asking me how my nap was, holding a bouncy ball and asking me if I could please play catch with her before Nova woke up, triggering crippling mom guilt. I feel like in your story, you talked a lot about multiple times mom guilt. That was another theme that I came across. I actually highlighted every time you Mm -hmm. had guilt or something, and it was a handful of times. I just did a quick... Google, you know, if Uh if Google says it, it's true. Just did a quick Google search. I have two searches. I want to read both of them. One was from Urban Dictionary. And I actually looked up mom guilt. And this is what it says. 
Guilt a mother feels anytime she takes time to do something for herself outside of work that does not involve her children. Had that 100%. That was the Urban Dictionary. And I I think that's what I had. And then here was another one from betterup.com blog. It was the first one that popped up. So I'm assuming it's Mm -hmm. a popular one. It says mom guilt or mommy guilt is the same name given to the feelings of guilt women experienced in relation to their kids. New mothers are particularly susceptible to mom guilt. They constantly worry about making mistakes and try to get everything right. Mom guilt comes from an unrealistic ideal of a perfect mom. What are your thoughts Mm -hmm. on those definitions? Do you agree and where do you think this mom guilt comes from that I think almost every mom yeah. does experience? Yeah, I think that I can relate to to both of them. It's probably two part. I think it's societal standards that have kind of set us up to believe that we should be able to adapt to motherhood without any hiccups and because there is no real definition of what a hiccup is, anything that is even remotely uncomfortable or what you might assume is uncomfortable for your child, it's like, oh, I obviously have no idea what I'm doing. I'm messing my baby up. And for me in particular, I remember that morning, the mom guilt there. Oh, God. And my girls are about a little over three years apart. So my first had me by herself for a long time, long enough to, to not be completely dependent on me when her sister came. And I remember being worried about, because I now had awareness of how intense that newborn stage is. And I had chosen to breastfeed for both of them, you know, and there's limitations for another child. And there's a request of patience that like, she just didn't need to have before. And that morning in particular was really, really hard because I was up all night long with the baby. She wanted nothing but just to be attached to me all night long. And, you know, Ellie woke up and was ready to play. And I had absolutely nothing in me to give. I mean, there just wasn't anything to give. And I knew that if I pushed myself to try and like play, that I would inevitably get frustrated and then feel even worse. I'm trying to even think of what would have been probably Moana at that point. Like what is the movie of the time that is always kind of going to get her zoned in. And I think that that's why I went to Trader Joe's. I poured the last bowl of coffees from Trader Joe's into a bowl and was just like, I'm going to put the baby in the swing and you're going to sit like behind my leg. So I know exactly where you are. And if I don't close my eyes, like I, I, it's almost, I'm not going to be any good for either of you all day. And, you know, my husband was at work and it wasn't the guilt of putting a movie on. Cause I knew that I needed that. I couldn't escape that. 
it was the guilt of her when I woke up and did not know how long I was asleep until I checked what part of the movie they were in. And it wasn't that long, but it was long enough to know that I was like in REM sleep at one point. And her sweet little eyes were just right there waiting for mine to open. And she was already whole, like, I don't know, I didn't plan on getting emotional. She was already holding a ball and she immediately was just so happy that I was there and was like, hey, can we play now? And that that feeling of like, you know, how long were you waiting for me to show up for you? And not understanding why I couldn't do what I would have done two or three months ago when her sister was not physically here and I was sleeping somewhat better at that point and able to actually show up for her in the morning and knowing that like I could not explain to her why I was like looking the way that I do now where like my eyes are immediately rimmed with tears and I'm happy that she's asking and telling me what she needs but I'm also just like spiraling of wanting to apologize and she doesn't need it and it just was that perfect storm of I knew that this would present itself but it doesn't hurt any less it doesn't feel any less intense and if anything like that lie that we tell ourselves that like if you knew that this was going to happen you could have done something to avoid it, you know, which is irrational. And I know that, but in that moment, that is just, it, it pulls you under real quick, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes society, it's like, be you, but don't be you. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, oh no, y'all just need to be moms and stay at home. Oh, but if you're going to be a working mom, you need to be able to do it all. And it's like, whoa. And I do think society gives so many mixed mm-hmm. messages. And as women, we just got to not be agreeable. Right. That's and right. Figure out how we yeah. want to do life and what's going to work best mm-hmm. for us and our family. I don't think that necessarily mom guilt is 100% mm-hmm. bad because I think if anything, it shows the mothers it's because you right. care so much. Right. Right. You care so much that you're worried. Are you doing the right things? And my thing is, is if we can look back and be like, I did the best I could do with a newborn. Right. And I was exhausted, breastfeeding. That was good enough. Yeah, absolutely. I did the best I could with what I had, the sleep that I had, and it was good enough. And the fact that, that I care, you know, a hundred percent. You, of course, had no clue before we finally left the house. I had to ask my sister for help with childcare tomorrow, who I know was thrilled to help, but I felt guilty asking because she just moved her family back to Pennsylvania from South Carolina, and I feel like I should be helping her, not asking her for help. You most certainly didn't know the reason I needed help was because my husband and I have a therapy session tomorrow morning. You don't know me enough to anticipate how much I want to minimize that last sentence and tell a joke like, you know, because with a toddler and a newborn at home, we have to pay someone to let us sit in their living room so we can actually talk to each other for an hour and a half. Don't get me wrong. There is always some truth in my jokes, but really marriage is hard. 
Life can be overwhelming and we could use some help navigating it all. That day in particular, I had to reach out to my sister who had just moved back from South Carolina. We live in Pennsylvania. So she had just moved back like truly maybe a week or two before, like boxes still all over the house. And I remember I had to ask her if she could sit with the girl so that my husband and I could go to therapy. And like the overwhelming guilt that I had of like, how can I ask her who is so overwhelmed to add another thing to her plate for just my benefit. There is no benefit for her at the end of this. And thankfully, you know, she said yes, of course, and was happy to spend time with the girls. And then just the reality of the fact that I would rather not have to ask for help because I'm going to therapy with my husband. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the sexiest or the funnest reason to ask for a babysitter, you know, like it would be nice if it's like, Oh, I've had this massage scheduled for four months now and I can't cancel it. Like, no, that wasn't the case. Like I was going to go cry in a room for an hour (laughs) and hope that I didn't need to pump while I was there. Like it just was a lot. It feels like a cruel joke that asking for help can sometimes always add to the messiness of life, or at least the stories I tell myself about life. So today when Rob, the cashier, was helping me with my groceries, he took one look at the baby strapped to my chest, the toddler adorning her face with a sleeve of stickers he just handed her, and the three extra bags of groceries I didn't anticipate buying. His question was simple, and my answer, confusing. Rob asked, would you like Beth to help you to your car? My response, um, I mean, I think if all these bags can fit in the cart, it won't be too much for me to handle, but thank you. He went on to say, it really isn't a big deal. We do it all the time. I was like, I'm okay. If it's not too much, thank you so much. I didn't want to accept help from you, but I knew I needed it. I then felt all the panic and guilt that comes with unanticipated help. I tried my best to make eye contact and not seem too awkward on the walk to my car. When I opened up the trunk of my van, I was immediately flooded with regret. I realized in that moment, driving to Trader Joe's, I didn't even have the radio on, but it was so loud. Like my head was so, so loud. I realized how hard it is for me to ask for help, how hard it is. And knowing that if I want to be the mom that I really desire, which is a mom that shows her girls that they're worthy of help and they're worthy of not having it all figured out and still knowing that they're whole and good that I need to practice asking myself. I need to figure out why this feels so big. And when I went to Trader Joe's and I went for two things and I left with four double papered grocery bags and two kids. And I knew when Rob, the cashier was checking me out and he did ask, would you like some help? But it really was just like, sis, like, 
you're struggling here. <laughs> this is a mess. And like you're borderline a liability. Like if you don't let us help you, you will be arrested. Like this is not going to end well. And it felt like divine intervention of like, I was on my drive here was questioning why is it so hard for me to ask for help? And that it is put in front of me with two kids that are losing their minds. And now I'm faced with I don't have to ask, but I have to accept it. And I tried not to. Like, oh, I think I can figure it out. And he just kind of sat there and just made long eye contact. And I was like, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, if it's not too much, maybe somebody can just follow me. And that's just kind of the way my life always works out is the lesson that I'm supposed to learn once I invite it in. There's no running from it. It's going to show up and it's going to show up quick. And I think those lessons show up over and over again until we learn what we need to learn. That's my yes. own experience. You do know that nobody has it all figured oh, out. Right? Oh, I mean, it is. It could not be clear at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could not be clear. Okay. I mm-hmm. don't care. I don't care who you are. <laughs> From top to bottom, whatever, like nobody. I think we all hide it very well that we're just figuring out as we go. 100%. Figure out as we go. Although my husband, Mike, and I had just organized the back of my car the day before, it was chock full of the 1 million items necessary to leave your house with two children in tow. I believe I told you, just shove it in and pray, which immediately I wanted to follow up with. That's what she said. But thankfully, I harnessed what little self-control I possess and decided against quoting Michael Scott to a complete stranger. So I just thought, even in this moment of you're exhausted, a bag of Uh, produce, am I correct, falls all Mm -hmm. over the concrete, you still had a little bit of sense of humor. Right, right. I mean, that's, yeah. You uh-huh. controlled yourself. You said you didn't say it to a stranger. I still think you should have said it. <laughs> it's a, it's a regret um, that I live with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good regret. I just thought, I mean, that really made me laugh. I'm like, you're such a good writer. It's, it's obviously you're struggling with all these things and you're feeling all these things and stuff, but you still have a sense of humor. I might be self-aware, but I have very little self-control when it comes to anything that is in that vein of feeling the need to have to make something funny when it's likely extremely inappropriate. But the fact that you recognized it and appreciated it, it speaks volumes. And I really, I feel seen and I, and I love that about you. <laughs> well, when I read it, I, it's, it's, you know, we all use like, LOL. Mm-hmm. Like I, I usually use it as just an expression as haha, that's funny. <laughs> I literally chuckled out loud. Cause I'm like, you and me would be great friends. Like I, I me and my husband can be so inappropriate too. And we say yeah. stuff like that and under our breath and around the kids and mm-hmm. we always these side looks, but it's like, that's just how we live our life. You right. know, it's like, right. we just make jokes and stuff. So I'm like, man, she really should have said that out loud. <laughs> and then been able to, to add, well, that's what I said. Her eyes are all big. And <laughs> I know, I know. Poor Beth. She, I mean, the poor thing was already handling all of my everything. It was such a palpable energy that I felt that, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, Maybe not now, you know, maybe when I go back and awkwardly reintroduce myself as if she has any reason to remember me, but she is this like shining star of, of hope in my world. Maybe then I'll let her know what I was thinking about saying, but chose not to. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We were just about done loading it all in when I heard the bag filled with grapes, strawberries, and blueberries tumble to the ground. Without hesitation, you told me to let you clean it up and that you would be right back with fresh replacements. You said... Just get the babies in the car and don't worry about it. I felt like I stood there for too long, wondering how to actually do that. How to let a stranger clean up my mess and help me. It was way harder than I wanted it to be. I think it's because it felt way bigger than the task at hand. It felt like you were shouldering the weight of humanity and reinstating my belief that there is so much good in the world regardless of the stark contrast I had been feeling and seeing lately. More importantly, you reminded me of my inherent worthiness. You saw me in my wildly imperfect, uncomfortable, and burdened state, and you offered your help in spite and because of it all. Then you say, it felt like you were shouldering the weight of humanity. What did you mean by that? I think that in that moment, when I stood there and just stared at her and her simple direction, like you said, was just get the babies in the car and I'll just go get new grapes and strawberries and I'll be right back. And I remember just truly not knowing like what the next right step was. Like, how do I just take that direction and act as if like you're not doing the absolute most and feeling like I'm doing nothing. And I'm the one that created this mess. And I think that what I meant by, you know, she was shouldering the weight of humanity in the, in the drive to Trader Joe's that day, having both girls in the back and earlier that morning, feeling that mom guilt and asking for help and feeling just so uncomfortable and and having to really then sit with like, why do I feel unworthy of, of this? And, you know, there was just so much more happening under the surface. It's like kind of that whole analogy of like the swan, you know, like what you see on top is not what's happening underneath, you know, they're kind of paddling and they look elegant and put together, but it's just not, it's not the whole picture. And in that moment, she was just doing her job. And she also was doing more than what she had to, you know, she could have been like, that sucks for you. <laughs> See you later. I'll help you move the strawberries, but I'm not going to run in, go get, fr- like, you know, she was going above and beyond, but the act of kindness was not as monumental as, as how it felt to me. Because in that moment, she prioritized what she knew that I needed and did not 
show even the slightest frustration. She just didn't hesitate to say, take care of yourself now. This is not anything for me. I don't feel inconvenienced by your messiness. Like it's okay to be exactly who you are in this moment. And I'm still going to show up for you. And I'm still going to let you know that you deserve somebody to just be there, you know? And I was so stuck in my head all day and really just in like a state of like victimhood that can really kind of be autopilot when you have codependency issues of just feeling like I am responsible for the rest of the world. And so therefore I don't deserve, I'm not allowed to have issues. And in that moment, she didn't really give me a choice to feel that way. Like she was telling me what she needed for me. And all I needed to do was just take her direction and accept the help and just say, thank you. But that changed something in me. I don't think it was an accident that my girls were with me and they got to see me put them in the car and then go back out and accept that fresh produce and wonder what happened and allow me to explain that to them and walk them through really what I was feeling and how it was, you know, kind of like that Mr. Rogers, like there's just look for the helpers. And if I want to be a good helper, I need to practice accepting it because you know if I don't there's always likely an undertow of judgment there and I don't want that to exist yeah would you say that Beth saw you that day that you felt seen and not judged 100 percent she gave me what I strived to give to others within my codependency but always kind of likely fell short because it was more in service of my own like self-protection. She just made me feel safer, you know, just saw a need and showed up and did not expect anything in return. And yeah, and that was just a small act of kindness that, that made a world of difference in my life that day. I could have shouldered that cartload myself, but I would have missed all of the beauty in the mess. I would have missed the opportunity to show my daughters in order to be a good helper, we need to practice asking and accepting help. More importantly, we are always worthy of that help. So thank you, Beth, for helping me clean up a much bigger mess than you realized. Maybe I'll just tell you all of this tomorrow if you're working, because I just realized I never even got the two things I actually went there for, because, of course, I didn't. All my love always, Jess. Because Jessica is someone who is very self-aware, articulate, and does such a good job at being reflective, I wanted to ask her a few more questions. And honestly, I could have talked to her all day. Did Trader Joe's ever catch wind of the story? 
You know what? I don't think so. Not to my knowledge. I didn't like get tagged on their Instagram or anything, but it is funny. I was just telling my sister yesterday about this interview and I was telling her about the original post, kind of reminding her of it. And I said, oh yeah, I don't know if you remember, it was called Dear Beth from Trader Joe's. And she stopped me. She's like, wait, are you talking about like the Beth? And then she described what Beth looks like. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I'm talking about. She's like, oh my God, Jess, does she know about this? And I'm like, to be honest, I don't know. The world kind of got crazy not too long after this. It was kind of like six months, seven months or whatever after that, that the pandemic started and the thought of going to Trader Joe's in a pandemic with two kids was just enough to send me there over the edge. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know. And she's like, well, I'm going there tomorrow. And my sister is just truly besties with Beth. <laughs> and I didn't realize that. And she's like, I can't wait to tell her. Like, she would love to know that she may have this impact on you. And, you know, if you don't mind me sharing, I'm like, no, that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, up until this point, you know, if Kristen saw her in the produce aisle and told her the now Trader Joe's Beth does know, but before that, not to my knowledge. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was a question I had was what was her mm -hmm. response to all of this? And was this actually a letter that you wrote and <laughs> handed her or a letter you, that you wrote for like social media, more of a therapeutic and you just titled it that yes. was for her, but for the masses right. as well. So you never spoke to her after this. No, no. So can I extend you a challenge? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Will you print your letter out, put it in an envelope, and next time you're there, if she's mm -hmm. not there, give it to like the store manager and ask them to give it to her. And I mm -hmm. only say that because I noticed in your story that you expressed so mm -hmm. much gratitude. You really seem like such a grateful person, which I think is rare in your mm -hmm. gym for that. But I also think when we express that gratitude for others, they don't realize how their small acts of kindness can help until we point it out, right? Because she's probably mm -hmm. herself. She probably just thinks that she just did her right, job. Right. But yeah, let's be I real. <laughs> she was I think she not not all people at all stores behave right. that way. But probably for her and who she is, she's uh, like, I just yes. did my job. I don't know what you're talking about. But I think it would be awesome if Beth knew that just doing mm -hmm. your job and the care that she takes and the pride that she takes in her job, what it did yeah. for you that day. No, I love that. I, lo you know? I, I love that. And I 100% accept that challenge and look forward to having both of my girls with me. And now one will not, she's about to be three in July. So she no longer will be strapped to my chest, but I look forward to showing them just how important it is, like you said, just to let people know that the small things are always the big things, always the big things. Yeah, I love that. So the experience that you had with Beth, has this changed the way that you view strangers in any way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I would say that I've always you know, leaned more on the giving people the benefit of the doubt. Like I'd rather believe that than, than the opposite, but this definitely tipped me over in that belief system of just choosing to see a stranger, not as somebody who I have nothing in common with, but choosing to believe that, Oh no, like we actually 
are always way more alike and way more connected than we even give ourselves credit for understanding. And, you know, just choosing to trust that there's more people who would show up for me in the same way that I would show up for them if I needed it. And that uh, has eased a fear that I don't think I was aware that I carried a lot, especially with two young girls and kind of navigating the world. And again, like kind of being surrounded by messaging that the only way to be a good, uh, you know, quote unquote, good mom is to kind of always be afraid to always be on edge and, and not trust your surroundings. And yeah, and that moment with Beth kind of reminded me that there's a lot more people that want the best for you as opposed to wanting to take advantage of you. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can just see strangers as a stranger. Yeah, right. Right. But like you said, I really do think it's our human nature Mm -hmm. to want to connect and to have community. And sometimes we just need to slow down when we're out Mm -hmm. running our errands and actually see people Yeah, past being a complete stranger, but actually just see Mm -hmm. them for who they are. They're, they're a husband, a father, that's someone's mother, that's someone who might be going through something. Maybe they just lost their dad yesterday. Like, to really just see that we are all got stuff or we, yeah. you know what I mean, going on. And we're just way more than a complete right. stranger. Right. So I think it just takes slowing down yes, though, a little 100%. bit. And we're doing our, our busy to-do list. I, I'm a, I'm a right. checklist person too. And I'm going from A to B to C and just want yeah. to get done so I right. get home. What advice could you give to someone who maybe is in the shoe or in mm-hmm. the boat that you were in in that day? experiencing mom guilt, having a hard time asking for help, what would be your best piece of advice to them? I think my best piece of advice would be to know that there is a Beth inside of you that shows up for other people. And it's not only is it okay, it is, it is necessary to be that person's be Beth for yourself, you know, to do whatever it takes to maybe give yourself enough space. If it's, you know, going and screaming into the void in the shower, crying in the shower, do whatever you have to do to feel what you have to feel to validate it, But to give yourself enough room to then say, you know, if this was my sister, if this was my friend, if this was just another stranger who I saw struggling in the parking lot of Trader Joe's, because that is where I am right now, how would I show up for them? And if what would make you cry out of gratitude, would somebody be somebody literally just saying, hey, can I can I put your cart back for you? What are the small little things that you can do for yourself that you know would make a world of difference if somebody else showed up and gave that to you? Or that you know what an impact it would have on somebody else if you gave that to them? You know, just be willing to think of that. And then, especially for moms, know that you have eyes watching you. And when you 
show yourself the grace and the patience and the love that you so freely give to your babies, you let them know that it's really, really true when you give it to them, you know, because you're not, you're not giving from an empty cup. You're showing them that it's not their job to fill you up, that you know how to do it for yourself. And that takes work, but it's, it's the most meaningful work that you can ever do. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jess did follow through with my invite and let Beth know what she did for her that day. And when I reached out to her... This is what she said. It felt incredible. The best part was the drive there when my girls were curious about why we were heading there. And I was able to explain to them the importance of recognizing the helpers in the world and thanking them for all the ways they show up for us. Ellie and Nova then made sure to spot every person that could possibly be Beth and excitedly asked if they could please give the thank you for helping mommy letter. Sadly, Beth wasn't there that day, but we were able to give the letter to the general manager, Kenneth, and explain to him how much her kindness meant to us and the ripple effect that led to three years almost to the day later. His smile and appreciation was so sweet, and he promised to make sure she received it. The girls couldn't wait to recount the story to their dad later that night and make sure he understood how important it is to say thank you to the people that help us. Thank you for initiating that challenge and giving me that external accountability that I needed to close that circle and let Beth know how big of an impact that small moment had on me. We all need help from time to time. That's called being human. Welcome to the club. Asking for help is okay. It's not a sign of weakness. It's actually the very opposite. It means you possess a level of inner strength required to ask for help. And here's a perspective that shifted my way of thinking when it comes to asking for help. I want you to think back to a time that someone asked you for help and you willingly did so. How did that make you feel? My guess would be good, seen as trustworthy, joy, a sense of pride that someone would ask you for help. Maybe you even learned something throughout helping that person. Most times we have good experiences with this. So why deny others of the same opportunity? And to be frank, why rob others of that opportunity? 
Mom guilt is real, but it's important to remind yourself that you are truly doing the best you can with what you've got in the season you're in. The very fact you are questioning yourself is proof that you're a good mom. Give yourself the same grace you give your best friend when she is crying on your shoulder. You never know how your simple act of kindness can impact a stranger, how it can turn their day around, make them feel seen, understood, validated, and worthy. There is still goodness in the world we live in, but in order to see it, you must be part of it. And remember, you are enough in any season, messy and all. If you know someone this story might resonate with, send them a link to this episode. Also, tag me on Instagram at Tracy Farron and let me know what part of this story resonated with you the most. The best way to help support this show is to rate, review, and subscribe. Your support means everything. Until next time, rock your kindness. for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.